We don't sing many hymns here, but uh, Jen has a tendency to pick some of my favorites, so uh, thank you for picking some of my favorites, Jen, because uh, yeah, <laughs> I know that's your intention in doing that. Um, it's good to see you all uh, this morning. Uh, Friday night, uh, I stopped by the church real quick, and, and Vicki and Jesse, they're up here uh, at the church cleaning, um, w- which made me feel bad because Vicki couldn't clean earlier throughout the week because she was sick, and here I was a week uh, yesterday, or not a week, last week, I was uh, insinuating that Vicki was faking being sick so she didn't have to talk about uh, our, menis- uh, our ministry outreach event, so shame on me, shame on Kyle, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, as, as she was cleaning uh, the church, she asked uh, if, she need, if she wanted me to, to dust my office. I said, no, Vicki, it's fine. I mean, think of our apartment. Uh, I, it hardly uh, ever uh, gets dusted. Surely we can go without a week of dusting uh, my office. So if you see some dust particles in my office, don't pay attention to it. I told Vicki to not worry about it. Because again, at our apartment, we, we don't really uh, dust too often. Uh, <laughs> Shame, shame on us. I don't know. It, it, do, I'm sure there's some other families out there who don't have the normal tendency or practice to dust. Um, certainly that's us. But it reminded me back when I uh, lived home with my parents, uh, we were no uh, neat family at, by any standards at all. Uh, we had six of us living in a confined space, and with six people, uh, it, it tends to create a, a mess pretty easily. And so we were not clean, uh, whatever. But about every other Saturday, we'd all get together as a family, and we would clean for a couple of hours, and we would kind of like deep clean the house, vacuum dust, wash the windows, wash the bathrooms, all of the above. We'd do all of it about every other Saturday because the, our house, the other parts of the week, uh, it was a mess. And so about every other Saturday, we'd go, all right. It's messy enough, it's time to clean the house. And so the six of us, we'd get together, and we'd spend a couple of hours cleaning, and the four of us kids, uh, we hated it. Uh, we hated having to spend about every other Saturday cleaning the house for a couple of hours, some of us at varying degrees. I would like to think that I was uh, one of the better kids in dealing uh, with, with the cleaning, um, but uh, apparently uh, there was this one Saturday uh, where I must have been um, complaining to mom and dad and probably moping around doing my chores. You parents probably know what it looks like to see your kids moping around doing the chores, you know, washing the windows or washing the toilet and not really giving it my all. And my dad uh, was not a fan of that. So my dad sat me down uh, and he was talking. I don't, I don't really remember being uh, complaining or moping around, but I do remember my dad sitting me down uh, and, and And uh, he was talking to me, and we pulled up a scripture uh, in in Colossians chapter 3. Parents, pay attention. If you ever see uh, your children moping around, doing their chores or whatever, this is a great passage for you to have your kids look at. But my dad, uh, he he made us look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, as I wasn't giving it my all, doing the chores, whatever. And and Colossians 3, 23 writes, uh, whatever you do, Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Or many of you guys' translation may say, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, 
not for human masters. So, yeah, way to go, Dad. Just bring all the guilt upon me because I was, certain, I was certainly not working like I was working for the Lord. I was certainly working like I was working for my parents, which I didn't want to do at the time. But here I remember specifically my dad sitting me down and, and taking a look at the scripture as I was given a half-hearted effort and cleaning the house. And, and it says, whatever you do, work, at, work with all your heart as if you're working for the Lord. Not for human masters. Work at it with all your heart. And, and, and for whatever reason, I still remember sitting down with my dad, uh, uh, reading the scripture as I was given a half-hearted uh, effort. And, and again, I'm sure many of you parents can go, hey, I see my kids do that time and time again, just moping around, doing their chores, half-hearted. Um, but this verse is kind of uh, the, the basis of a new sermon series that we're going to be starting today, um, Giving God uh, Your Best. Giving God your best. And we're going to spend a handful of weeks talking about in different ways in which we can give God our best. Because in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, Paul writes, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So whatever you do, give, basically Paul's saying, whatever you do, do it with all that you have. Do it with all that you have. Give your best to God. And we should be giving our best to God. We should be giving God the best of our time, our money, our effort, uh, whatever it may be. We should be giving God our best. And again, that's what we're going to be talking about in these upcoming weeks, um, giving God our best. And we're going to be talking about an, uh, several different topics like time and money and so forth. Um, but today, uh, we're going to be talking about effort, giving God your best efforts. And we have to give God the first and the best of what we have to offer. I want you guys to think about uh, a relationship uh, with a spouse or a significant other or, or someone else who was very dear to you. And think uh, if you gave your spouse or significant other the scraps of your time, the scraps of your money, the scraps of your effort, and etc., that marriage or that re relationship would not succeed. It wouldn't. If you gave your significant other the scraps of your time, money, and effort, that marriage or that relationship would be an utter failure. And I think we're all aware of that. You had to commit to your spouse or your significant other, and you had to provide for their needs. That's what I've been doing wrong this past year, huh, Jamie? Uh, mental note there. Uh, but we're talking about, uh, and talking about your spouse, but also think about raising a child, you know, uh, recently, Jamie and I, uh, we've had the privilege of raising a kid for our very first time, and a kid really changes everything in your life. And one thing that you learn, or that I learned as being a parent, is the needs of the child or the baby always comes before your own needs. You know, when Ezra and I are both hungry and we're starving, our, our bellies are rumbling and black. And the thing we want the most is just to eat. When we're both hungry, when we're both at that moment or that part of starvation, it seems like uh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care one lick that I'm hungry too. If he's hungry, he wants to eat. And he doesn't care if his dad is hungry either. And he expects me to feed him. He expects me to drop everything that I'm doing, 
whether it's eating myself, and he expects me to drop everything I'm doing to feed him because his needs come before my own. I have to give Ezra my best. If Jamie and I didn't give Ezra our best, if we just gave Ezra the scraps of our time, of our money, of our effort, or whatever it may be, uh, chances are he, he would probably not grow up to be a nice, godly man. But if we do give Ezra the best of our time and money and efforts, then there's a much better chance that he will grow to be a strong, Christian, godly man, which we hope and pray for. I mean, the, the statistics are staggering of the amount of people in prison who, do not, uh, who didn't have a loving and caring father and mother present in their household. Because we, we, we all know, and I, and I think we all understand, that we need to give the best to those that we are closest to whether that be your spouse, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, whether that be your children, your parents, siblings, aunt and uncles, whatever it may be, the people that you are closest to, you got to give the best of them. You, you, you can't give them your scraps. If you give them your scraps, then that relationship is not going to succeed. And I, and I think we all understand that, right? Can, can I see some head nods? We, we all kind of understand that, yeah, yeah, we can't give the people closest to us uh, the scraps of what we have to offer. So my question is, is why, do, why do some people think that it's all right to give our Heavenly Father the scraps of what we have to offer? Why is it all right to give God the scraps of our time? Why is it all right to give God the scraps of our money? Why is it okay to give God the scraps of our effort and, and so forth? You know, a lot of people just give God the scraps of what they have to offer. And I don't want to be a church where we give God the scraps of what we have to offer. I want to be a church filled with people that we give God the best that we have to offer. And that's going to look different for each and every person. But I want everybody here to willingly and honestly and truthfully be able to say that, yes, I give God the best that I have to offer. And so, again, we'll, we'll be talking about this in the coming weeks, giving God uh, the best that we have. And, and today, what we're talking about is our effort, giving God the best effort that we can give him. We, we, we shouldn't give him the scraps of our effort, but we, we need to be giving him the best of our effort. And so if you open up, if you haven't already, you can open up to Colossians chapter 3. Uh, in the passage that I just read. And we're going to be starting in verse 17. We're going to take, this is going to be the main passage this morning. We're going to look at a couple supporting passages talking about giving God our best effort. And here Paul is writing uh, in the book of Colossians to the church of Colossae. And uh, in verse 17, Paul writes, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And Paul continues, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there's no partiality. 
So here Paul, in, in verse 17, he writes, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, so here Paul starts it out by saying, whatever you do, do it as if you're serving Jesus. You know, we talked about this a couple months ago when we talked about serving uh, some of the least of these. And, and whenever we're serving the least of these, Jesus says that ultimately you're serving me. As we went over that analogy of the sheep on the right and the goats on the left and that image there that Jesus gives, well, the good people, the sheep on the right, they serve the least of these. And Jesus says, you weren't really serving the least of these, you were serving me. And here we kind of have that same theme where Paul says in verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so he continues it, and he gives a list of different relationships that we have with people. He says, wives, submit to your husbands. Husband, love your wives. You do not be harsh with them. Children, obey. Fathers, don't provoke your children. Bond servants, obey. Masters, treat uh, your servants fairly. And he goes through all that long list. And then again, he, he concludes it in verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So whenever, we're, we're submi- whenever you're submitting to one another, whenever you're loving one another, whenever you're obeying one another, whenever you're not provoking uh, your children and so forth to anger, and, and, and whatever it may be, you're not really ultimately doing it for them. You ultimately imagine as if you are doing it for Jesus Christ himself, as Paul states in, in verse 23. And the Lord there, when he says, whatever you do, work hardly as for the Lord, he's talking about Jesus there, but the saying could be said of God. You know, the same can be said whenever we're working for any of these people, we, we can imagine that we're doing it for God as well. And, and, and that's beautiful. That is, that is a beautiful thing to be able to serve God, to serve Jesus, but when we are serving one another. So he says, whatever you do, work heartily, or as some of you guys uh, may read in, in the NIV, uh, work it out with all of your heart. You know, that, that's a constant theme that we're going to be seeing this morning is giving it our all, giving it your best effort to God and his son, Jesus Christ. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. That word there that, that some peoples might be tra- uh, translated differently, work heartily, uh, the Greek word there is seek. Psyche, uh, and that could be translated to soul or life. So here, basically, Paul is saying, whatever you do, give it with all your life. Give it with all your soul, which soul, it's not some part of your body that you can, that you can find or whatever, but the soul is your entire being. It's who you are. And so Paul here is saying, whenever you work, give it with all of your life. Give it with your whole entire being. In other words, don't give a half-hearted effort but give a full effort. Work at it with all of your heart, with your whole being. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your being as if you are working for the Lord. And so there we, we, we can see strong verses supporting this, uh, this idea that we need to be giving God the best of our efforts. Not, not the scraps of our effort, but we need to be giving God the best of our effort. If you go back to Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we're going to do a bit of rapid fire here with a couple supporting passages. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to 
acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, so here Paul says that we are presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. You know, in the Old Testament, they, they had this practice of sacrificing these goats or bulls or, or sheep or whatever it may be. They had this practice uh, of killing these animals uh, as a way to uh, ask for forgiveness for their sins or Thanksgiving offering, whatever it may be. But Paul here says that we, as followers of Jesus, we as the children of God, we need to be a living sacrifice, We need to be giving it our all day in and day out. And he continues, says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. In other words, don't fit in with the rest of the world because the rest of the world, they're partaking in some wicked practices. But instead, Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind when you give your life over to God and his son, Jesus Christ. So present yourself as a living sacrifice. Give your all as a living sacrifice. And we continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading just verse 31. And 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Paul writes, so, whatever, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Paul says, no matter what you are doing, even if you are just eating or drinking, do it all for the glory of God. You know, that's, that's kind of a constant theme that I have in my prayers, that I personally want to live a life that glorifies God. And, and, and I pray that North Hills, this church, we can be a church that glorifies the name of God. And, and, and Paul writes here in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, he says, No matter what you are doing, do all to the glory of God. And I don't think you should be giving a half-hearted effort in giving the glory to God. No, that's disgraceful. That's not giving glory to God, but you need to be giving it your all. You need to be giving God your best effort in giving him all of the glory. The last passage that we'll flip to real quick, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. I know we're uh, going through just uh, rapid-fire verses, but the last verse here in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 15, Paul writes, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Have you ever worked on a project at school or work and you had it, uh, to present it to the class or to your coworkers, employer, employees, whoever it may be, and you kind of give that half-hearted effort, and as you're presenting it, you're kind of embarrassed to do so? Have you ever been there? Been there, done that? I know I, know I well, I, I guess me and Debbie are the only ones who, who has ever done that. I can relate with you, Debbie. Uh, in school, I, I can remember times where I didn't really work on a project really all with all my heart, and I present it to the class, and it's kind of embarrassing to do so, to present a project you know that wasn't your best product. And, and here, uh, Paul, as he's writing to Timothy, he says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker has no need to be ashamed. So in, all that, so in all that we're doing, we need to be giving our best 
effort, not someone who is ashamed of their work. We should not, God should not be ashamed of our half-hard work. Instead, we should be giving our, our best effort, and, and, and God, we, we shouldn't have a fear of being ashamed, for God would be pleased with our best effort. And, and I think if you guys were to be honest with yourselves, I think you can relate with Debbie and I uh, that at times we, we don't give our best effort, and, and it, can be, it can be embarrassing. It can be shameful to present uh, a project that you've done that, that you didn't give your all. And here, Paul warns us that we can't do that with God. We can't do that. For Paul says we have to do our best to present ourselves to God as one approved. Day in and day out, we have to give our best to God. We have to give our best effort to God. And so in these passages, we, we, we've learned that whatever you do, work as if you are working for God and his son, Jesus Christ. We're to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. Don't be conformed to the rest of the world, but be transformed by, by the renewing of your mind and give God your best effort. We've we read that whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And finally, do your best to present yourself to God as an approved worker. We have to give our best effort to God. You know, that, that's something that people may often overlook as far as resources that we can provide to God. People often overlook our resource of effort. It's a resource that each and every one of us have access to, and we need to give God the best of our effort. We need to give God 100% effort. You know, some people pour out their lives into other areas of their life, like their family, their work, their school, sports, recreation, whatever it may be, and, and they pour out all their energy and their effort into these other areas. And, when, and then when they get to God, they don't have any energy. They, they don't have any effort for God. Or if they do, maybe God just gets the, the scraps of your effort or the scraps of your energy. And I want to encourage you guys to not give God the scraps of your energy. Don't give God the scraps of your effort. But give God the best of your effort. For we all know that, that important relationships to important relationships to us, it won't be successful if you just give them the scraps. So why in the world would we think that it's all right to give God the scraps of our effort? You know, the beauty about effort is that you always have 100% control of the personal effort that you give. You always have 100% control on the amount of effort that you provide. Nobody or no thing can restrict you from giving 100% effort. That's awesome. That, that, that's a great beauty. That's a great truth of effort. There's a lot of things where that can't be said, but with effort, that was 100% true. That nobody or no thing can restrict you from giving 100%. Nothing can restrict you from giving 100% effort to God. The ball is in your court. The ball is in my court. It is in our court to give God 100% effort. So that's the beauty about effort. Now the bummer about effort is that we have no excuse for not giving God our best effort. There is no excuse at all 
for not get at least a good excuse, a valid excuse. I'm sure we could all come up with excuses, but there's no valid excuse in which we cannot give God 100% effort. Don't be lazy. There is no excuse. There is no valid excuse because you always have 100% control for the amount of effort that you give into something. And so I encourage you and I challenge you to give 100% effort to, find, to present yourself to God as one approved. So that's the beauty about effort and a bummer about effort. You have 100% control and the bummer is you have no excuse. And it's not always easy. That, that's the truth of the matter. It, it's not always easy to give your best effort. In fact, it's hardly ever easy to give your best effort to something. It's a lot easier when you're doing your chores to just mope around, you know, wash the toilet. You know, you don't really want to be washing the toilet or vacuuming the stairs or the floor. And it's a lot easier to give that half-hearted effort. But the thing for me on that Saturday afternoon, there was nothing stopping me from giving 100% effort except for myself. I was the only thing stopping myself from giving 100% effort. And that is the same truth with the effort that we give to God. Nobody or no thing can restrict the effort that you give to God. And so there's many different ways in which we can give God our best effort. And we're talking about examples outside the church. You, You can give your best effort when reading God's word, when you're reading the Bible. Give your best effort in doing it. Some people, I, I, I do this uh, from time to time, uh, and I'm ashamed to do that. Sometime when I'm reading my Bible, I'm doing it just so I can check it off uh, my to-do list because I know I should be reading my Bible, and so I'll be reading it and kind of thinking about other things, not really focusing on what I can get out of it. And so sometimes I give a half-hearted effort when I read God's Word. And so I'd encourage and challenge you all when you're reading God's Word to give it your best effort. You can give your best effort when you're praying to God. You know, you, you, you can get down on your knees. You, you, you can pray to God and pour out your heart to God and sincerely seek to grow closer to God. Give it your best effort in spending that quality alone time with God in prayer. You can give your best effort in serving the needy. You know, not giving that half-hearted effort and, and dishing the plate uh, of food for them or, or doing whatever work for them. I, 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 about five years, I worked on uh, the UP Project, which is led by Amy Cisneros, Grayson Pack, and our own Julie Driscoll. Um, and, and the UP Project is basically uh, a project where they take about 10 to 30 kids and we go somewhere around the country to surf. And, and they came up with this phrase is, do you want to serve Jesus now? You know, when, when we've been working all day for 10 hours in the heat of the sun, I remember one of the hardest years was Louisiana. I'm sure you remember that, Julie. And it was so humid and we had a lot of tough work to do. And do you want to serve Jesus now? A lot of times I just wanted to give that half-hearted effort in, in serving the needy. But we need to be giving our best effort when we're serving other people. You can be giving your best effort and following Jesus' example. Jesus gave us an example to follow. It reminds me of when he washed his disciples' feet. He says, I gave you an example to follow. Well, when we are following Jesus' example, give your best effort in following his example. Because guess what? People are watching you. 
People are watching you whether or not you like that. People are watching you. So give your best effort in following the example of Jesus. Of Jesus. If you're a parent, give your best effort in raising a godly family. Give 100% effort. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do to give 100% effort, but give 100% effort in raising a godly family. Any work that you do, give 100% effort because guess what? You have 100% control on the amount of effort that you do and do it all for the glory of God. And we're talking about here at church, we should be giving 100% effort to God as well. When we have people leading worship, I hope that they are giving it their best effort. When the rest of the congregation is sitting here standing, when they're singing the songs, I hope you're singing those songs with 100% effort, giving God the praise and the worship that he deserves. Because I'm a culprit at times, sometimes when we're singing those songs, I'm singing just to sing. You know, I'm not, I'm not really thinking about what I'm singing. And it's so easy to fall into that trap. But I challenge you, when, when we're singing praises and worship to God, to give it your best effort to give God the praise that he deserves, because he certainly deserves our praise. Or pastoring, passing out the offering plates, give it your all. If you're in charge of the cookie table, give it your all. If you're uh, back there in the media team, give it your all, deliberately paying attention to the songs and changing the slides at the appropriate time. If you're a Sunday school teacher or a small group leader, Give it your all. Thoughtfully prepare your lesson in advance. Don't just throw together a lesson and hope that all goes well. If you're involved with the maintenance around the church, give it your all. This is where I got myself into trouble on, on one Saturday afternoon growing up because it's so easy when, when you're dealing with the maintenance, when you're dealing with vacuuming the church or mowing the lawn or cleaning the toilets or taking out the trash or cleaning the cookie table. It's so easy to give a half-hearted effort. But here... We've been told by Paul that we need to give 100% effort to God. Do it all to the glory of God. When you're sitting here listening to someone speak, when you're sitting there listening to a sermon, give 100% effort. That's an easy, practical way in which all of you guys can practice. It's easy to sit there, but I encourage you to give it 100% and intently listen on how you can grow closer to God. You know, if for you that means take notes, then take notes. I strongly encourage you to take notes during the sermon if, if that's what it requires of you to give 100% effort. But that's a great way to get as much as you can out of a sermon. Or if you're greeting first-time guests, give it your all and greet them with a smile and, and, and give it your all in expanding God's coming kingdom. There, there's so many ways in which we can give our effort to God in which we can give 100% effort to God. There's so many opportunities that we're presented with day in and day out to one, please God with our effort, or two, to disappoint God with our lack of effort. So many opportunities day in and day out. And I encourage and challenge you guys to think about that. Think about the effort that you are giving to God. And I hope with the effort that you are giving to God, I hope that you're not ashamed. I hope that you're not ashamed of the effort that you give to God, like some of the projects that, that Debbie and I have done in the past. I hope you're not ashamed of that. Because the ball is in your court. 
You have 100% control on the amount of effort you give to God. And you have so many opportunities day in and day out to give God 100% effort, to give him your best effort. And it's such a simple thing to do, but it is certainly not an easy thing to do. It is not easy to always give God your best effort. But I challenge you to think about that whenever you're serving or, or when you're working in whatever capacity. I'd, I'd encourage and challenge you to think about what kind of effort am I giving to God? Is it an effort that he would be pleased with or is it an effort that he would be disappointed in? And I hope and pray that we can all give God our best effort. And as we continue the, the series and the coming weeks, we'll be talking about a number of things that we can give God the best of. And today we need to learn that we need to give God the best of our effort. Can we be a church that will give God the best of our effort? Yeah, okay, yeah. That, that was no, that was no uh, clarification there at the beginning. But yes, thank you. We, we can be a church that gives God our best effort. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for this church. Father, I pray that we can be a, a church uh, that gives you our best effort, uh, that we don't fall into the trap of uh, serving you and your people half-heartedly. But Father, I, I pray that you encourage and challenge each and every one of us to give you our best effort and that we can glorify your name. And Father, I, I pray that, that you aren't disappointed by our effort, but I pray that you are pleased with our effort, that, that we could uh, find ourselves approved in your eyes, that we could find ourselves righteous in your eyes with the effort that we give to you. And Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this church. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.